If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably shot some fair idea. Hello, Blabba fans, and you are very welcome to episode 30 of Blabba the Hut. Illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. I'm your host, Kate, and joined by host Gary, all the way from Dublin. What's up, Gary? Good evening, Kate. We're back again. <laughs> We're back. And we got a special episode this time. It was a fun, super crazy interview to record. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always great when we get to sit down and have a an off-the-cuff chat with friends where nothing scripted, nothing pre-planned. We all just log on, hit record, and shoot the breeze. Yeah, that's pretty much what we did. <laughs> and it, it was just a blast to kind of step back in time, too, and revisit the last cantina. Oh, I don't think we mentioned it's about cantina yet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is about cantina, too, primarily. But we did step back in time, as I said, and talked about the first cantina experience at Star Wars Celebration Europe back in 2016. So a lot of our listeners will have fond memories of that, I'm sure. And they'll want to be up to date on the latest information for Cantina, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what a time that was back in 2016. I suppose that was sort of our our first big event, which we attended in the sense that we were sort of becoming a little bit more well known. And the guys at Cantina during 2016 were kind enough to offer us VIP access to the cantina event and that night was such a blast mm-hmm. but the one thing I remember from a Kate that was an event where we were just live tweeting interviewing and putting up content yeah. to beat the band I mean we were doing that so was a much. crazy it really, night really was and as people will hear from the guys that we're chatting with they are raising the bar and it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger this year literally and figuratively right <laughs> absolutely um for those who would be heading to canteen you will obviously be aware but for those who are coming on it's going to be in the indigo o2 in london this year which is quite a capacity increase on the previous canteen in 2016 so I suppose anybody mm-hmm. who's looking to keep up to date with Cantina, you can head on over to the Blabber the Hood social media pages. You can head on over to the Cantina social media pages. Or if you're looking to purchase tickets, just Google uh, Cantina tickets at the Indigo O2 and you will find them there. Do we want to like introduce the lads? All right. So without further ado, let's play the interview. But first, let's kind of introduce the lads that we had a chat with. So from behind the scenes, we are going to introduce you to Martin, Jed, and Mark. Enjoy. So it's finally here, our Cantina episode, Kate. In 2016, hashtag Cantina trended worldwide. And the reason it did is because of the uh, folks that we have on screen here with us. So Martin, Jed, and Mark, you are very, very welcome to Blabado. It's been a little bit too long since we've yep. all had a catch up. <laughs> before we get into things, before we actually do get into things, um, Martin, Jed, Mark, we actually need to say an enormous thanks to you guys because in 2016, that was actually going to be our first time hosting a panel at Celebration. And we were somewhat of an unknown commodity back then. And through the kindness of you guys, we were given VIP status for Canteen. We were putting out content to beat the band that night. I mean, we were live streaming, we were tweeting, we had mini interviews and things like that. And it really sort of did propel us forward and I suppose put us on the map a little bit. So just to say to you guys, thank you so much for all you've done for us. It's been, um, oh, wow. it, it really has kind of propelled us forward. And we were so excited to hear that cantina was announced as happening once again but if we could roll back just a little bit as we said in 2016 hashtag cantina started trending so martin maybe you could just go through what exactly what the heck was cantina and 
how did it come about and how did it evolve into this behemoth that it actually became <laughs> oh god what what the heck was cantina um so yeah it all came from i'd been to a few celebrations mark had been to some earlier celebrations as well and i came back from anaheim and met up with mark and jed at an ash album launch no less for Cablamo, my favorite albums and um we was talking about the after show also the after um convention events that go on and how we don't really do them in the uk in the way the americans did and i think the conversation ended up with mark saying if you organize it i shall play and i think at that point we all thought that was sort of a an end of an evening beer discussion mm-hmm. um but then we started talking about it saying actually this could be really good we got people on board jed huge part he'll tell you about that um and realized that we could do something quite special where it's a gig and it's a gig for Star Wars fans, but you can make it really special by doing in-the-moment things that, you know, you have to have been there to see them. So you, I always remember walking past you at Hashtag Cantina just as Blues Harvest, ironically, we were playing Ghostbusters, and you absolutely lost it going, oh my God, they're playing Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, but it's like full of these moments where people came out on stage that you weren't expecting, or things happened on stage you weren't expecting, uh, Tempin Bowling whilst Asher playing, and you're <laughs> Tempin Bowling with some of the guys who were in star wars mm-hmm. it kind of that's what we wanted it to be so it just sort of came what would we as fans want to see and have happen and that's what happened and due to the people frankly investing and saying oh we'll go for this even though we've never seen anything like this before we don't we couldn't even announce it was ash headlining until the week before um so many people very kindly sort of took the the risk but the good news was i think universally everyone came back and said well i'm really glad i did that because that was not what I was expecting in a very good way. <laughs> it was. It truly was incredible. And Jed, sort of come to you, how did you sort of become involved with what Martin was at the time trying to set up? I can imagine you guys were going, how in the name of God are we going to set this up? <laughs> and in the end, you look at the talent that actually came on board. I mean, we only have to mention some of the names on the post. So we have our good friend, the wonderful Dart Elvis, the guys mm-hmm. from Blues Harvest, and of course, Elliot and Mark, who were an integral part of it as well. So how did your sort of role begin, Jed? And how did Cantina evolve into what it eventually became? I, I um, held Martin's kids hostage. And <laughs> I, uh, no, um, no, I, I had, uh, I, I mean, I've known Ash for many years. We worked it out earlier on. It was many years. And I've always done things here and there with them. And um, one thing I did was in 2012, I I helped organize an event called, um, and you'll, you'll see how we came up with hashtag Cantina. It was called Ash 20, but it was hashtag Ash 20. And uh, we realized, oh, you know, if you put a hashtag in front of your event name, it'll trend on, on, on Twitter. And then everyone starts talking about it. So, so that's that's kind of how we how we got with that. Um, and then Martin was there. That's where I met Martin properly for the first okay. time. I think we'd been friendly a little bit, like on online and and through uh, gigs and things, just saying hello. But um, that was a time we spoke for a little bit longer, uh, and we just kept in touch. And and uh, yeah, Martin was telling me how amazing Celebration is, and how in America they would put on big big events and stuff. And and I was just like, that sounds amazing to me. But again, people say a lot of things to me and like they never they never want to see it through. But I'm always like, this sounds amazing. And the more nuts it sounds, the more interested I'm in, in, in doing it. So, yeah, so, so me and Martin just sat down um, after like we spoke to Ash. And obviously Mark is, uh, he's like us. He is very much like he just wants to do cool stuff 24-7 that um and if if we like it then we assume other people will like it too so yeah so we just had to like sit down and work out the logistics of of doing something like this um and it was it involved many a uh sleepless night trying to work out uh something on this scale in this particular venue which is a very quite strange venue and uh yeah just 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 we, we were just hoping people would come especially as we weren't allowed to announce due to contractual reasons and and other gigs <laughs> going on we couldn't announce the main band until very near to, to the gig so um uh yeah that's kind of how I, I became involved because i was uh, uh I've, I've done stuff semi-similar to it before without the star wars stuff um and and yeah it's it's uh 
I was very excited because we actually were trying to do this multiple times since 2016. We've, we've been trying to do another one, but you know, I think, I think it feels right that now celebrations back in the UK, like it's on our doorstep. Yeah. We can't not do it. Um, I would hate myself if we didn't do it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I'm just excited for this next one. We're so excited. And it transpires then that, your headline act back then were a little band called Ash. <laughs> and this time, Ash are returning again. So, Mark, if I could ask you then, in terms of from the performance side of things, when you guys were approached with this opportunity, what were your initial thoughts? And as things began to evolve, what was it like going to an event that was for Star Wars fans, by Star Wars fans? Because obviously, Ash are heavily influenced by Star I mean, you you yourself are an enormous Star Wars fan. We know that. So what what was it like at the very, very beginning for you? I guess Martin and Jed, which we talked about, like, you know, if there was a sort of like an after celebration event, would you do it? And I was like, I, I was probably like speaking with like authority that I didn't even have, you know, I was like, yeah, we'll do it. Um, and then I'll, hopefully I'll be able to get everyone on board later kind of thing <laughs> but um, so yeah I mean the idea of going to Celebration because I've been to Indianapolis Celebration in Indianapolis but I haven't been to one since then and then knowing that there was going to be in London I was like okay that would be great and Martin was like yeah we'll do this we'll do this uh, event around Celebration and it was a great opportunity for me to like go to Celebration for the entire weekend as well Um had my daughter there with me so um she was at the time she was really into star wars she's like kind of like moved on from it for now but um she was really into like ray as a character because she was like a young girl and um uh, force awakens had just come out like the year before and uh obviously that was a big movie so yeah, I think it was all the excitement. There was there was that moment before Last Jedi when there was like super super hype for like everyone had been sort of like speculating for a couple of years like what what was going to happen and then you know what happened happened, but uh, it was like a really high, peak peak hype moment and so that celebration was like really exciting, and then just to do a show where. It, it, it was like it was almost like doing a sort of a festival because it wasn't just ash fans you know which was which is good when you get to play festivals you're not just preaching to the converted you know um so it was like a mini it was like a festival like mini festival vibe but with like all star wars nerds which was was awesome and i'm trying to think back to like the actual event and then scarlet was there she came out on stage we had a little lightsaber fight on stage during one in the middle of kung fu um, just like silly little moments like that, and the whole the whole night went went ran smoothly. I don't think there was any problems at all the whole night, and uh, everyone was just on a buzz because people were there for the whole weekend. Everyone had just arrived for the the upcoming celebrations. The celebration hadn't even happened, so it was like it was like the it was like the pre party, you know. It, it, that's a great way of describing it. it is the pre-party and obviously with ourselves we are you know uk slash ireland central but kate i'm wondering what was it like for you coming over and experiencing cantina or you know the bill in the build-up to it i remember us all being very very excited you know the guys were kind yeah. enough to give us vip says and we were going in here going we are going to post content to beat the band <laughs> And even though we sort of knew what was going on because you guys were sort of kind enough to let us know what was, you know, happening or you were maybe hinting at what was happening. I don't think we expected what it was going to be, Kate. I mean, I remember leaving and I think Martin, I even said it to you. I was just like, the reason that trended worldwide and was because it was the event at Celebration. It was as plain and simple as that. So what was it like for you, Kate? Did you have any expectations going into it? And what were they afterwards? Oh, uh, I don't know. I just I just have lots of really good memories from that trip. And it just was like such a great night for Cantina. Um, I, I have a very vivid memory still of the blue milk drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope so that good. there'll be a... A redo of that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah um but yeah i mean like gary was saying like yeah we were just like going like a mile hundred thousand miles a minute uh had our little recorders 
talking to people, listening to all the music, doing the live feeds and all that good stuff. But yeah, it definitely exceeded my expectations, I'd say. Brilliant. It really did. It blew everyone <laughs> away, didn't it? And obviously, Martin, there was a lot of other stuff there as well. I mean, there were a lot of uh, we had the Helmet Project there as well, uh, as well, didn't we? Yeah. If I remember right. Which is Absolutely. obviously a, a phenomenal cause that's done sort of as a a popular theme at celebration. Absolutely. So that that's a prime example of we kind of don't say no to anything unless we really know what we're saying no to. So I think it was like about two weeks before. The guys who did the uh, helmet project contacted us and said they had this helmet that um, hadn't been submitted in time to be cleared for the helmet project. And it seemed like a real shame to not do anything with it. So we said, well, why don't we basically do a raffle and raise the money for charity? And that turned out to be a really sort of great buzz in the room because you don't often get a chance because they're normally sold by auction, aren't they, for charity? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you normally have to stump up a lot of money to win this top class replica helmet that's been customized to look like a theme and this one was a fighter pilot wasn't it a scout trooper fighter pilot oh, I think. yeah um so you know someone walked away i think for like paying five pounds walked away with that at the end of the evening but but, but we raised a couple of thousand for two charities um because when they approached us our answer was well why wouldn't we do this and there was no mm -hmm. reasons why you wouldn't which kind of is part of the way cantina happens when <laughs> something happens we go yeah let's see if we can get that done oh, oh there you go the green screen is affected but there, there it is was. there it is yeah, yeah that was the nice. one oh nice yes yes that's so cool it was i've seen the video game. of the actual <laughs> raffle and that was quite funny as you as you watched because mark daniel was the host basically revealed i think it was like were we on stage numbers. martin were we on stage yeah Right, yeah, okay. but you, you can see how everyone's really up for it. And he says the first number's like three, and then you see like two thirds of the audience go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the second number's seven. He's like about another third of the audience almost goes, oh, so you're down to this last <laughs> sort of like 99 people. Like, like lottery night. Excitement <laughs> yeah. In equal measure. Yeah. The one thing that actually struck me, guys, and I'm wondering how you would sum this up or whether you would agree, obviously, being behind the scenes. Obviously, you said that it, it was on such a grand scale, but yet when you were at the event, it felt like a real small, close, intimate, tight-knit atmosphere. Was that by design or was that something that just naturally came into play with how everything was set up and everyone that you had in the mix? Well, I, I think, you know, there was a lot of people who all were pulling in the same direction. So we, it was always going to be a close, tight-knit um, kind of community because everyone was there for the same thing. Everyone, well, most people were there for celebration. And then you add to that Ash fans who, I've never been to an Ash gig where there's even been a single fight. Like, <laughs> I, I think. So, you know, they're all just, everyone's really, really nice. And, and I think when people turned up and it was... And they probably thought they were just turning up just to see a gig or just to have a drink. And when they turned up and we've, we made such an effort, like, I think people were just like flabbergasted. Like the look on people's faces was just like, what is happening? This is, this is amazing. And I actually like one of my, one of my mates, Ben came, he is, a, he is what is known in, in the biz as a sad sack. He is always miserable. And like, as <laughs> soon as Blues Harvest was on, he was dancing away by himself. And I was just like, oh, this, this is going to be good. And he's like, these are brilliant. Who's this band? This is brilliant. Um, so I don't know. I think there's something magical about like music and Star Wars. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. And if we can tap into that again, which we will, um, it's going to be an, a, a magical night. Anything to add to that, Martin? Well, just to say the same. It ended up the way it was. Yeah, it's like, as Jed says, the, the thing that we tapped into, which I think worked really well, is we know people are there for a common purpose. And, you know, it's difficult to be an Ash fan and not have an interest in Star Wars. So you've got that link in there as well. Um, but we all know at conventions, like Celebration in particular, it's about the coming together of thousands of people who all have something in common. So it does mean you can turn to the person next to you you've never met before and start talking about Star Wars. And you know they're not going to look at you like you're strange. They're going to look at you like, oh, great, that's what I want to talk about. Um, and you, I think you tap into that. And we did notice a, a lot of friendships happened at that uh, gig. So I think Jed and I know nearly everyone who attended now uh, in some way, shape or form, because at various points, people have reached out to each other and said hello. And 
And that's the exactly what we're aiming for with the next one as well. I have a question, um, Gary. We, yeah. yeah, go, okay. Oh, so I was just wondering if you guys think, you know, since before it was like the pre-party and this one's going to be on Sunday night, correct? Yeah. That's um, right, yeah. So are you expecting the vibe to be any different on Sunday night versus like the night before? Well, I think the important thing for the Sunday night is it's because the convention's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will be leaving Monday evening. So right. this is this is the last night that everyone will be together. So it's the big blowout. It's the big blowout. Yeah, it's, the big blowout. <laughs> it's the big hasn't celebration been great. Uh let's That's all awesome. go out. So I so I think that I think the vibe will be the same. Um okay. it, it'll just hopefully be lots of people who perhaps didn't know each other on the Friday <laughs> will be finding themselves on the Sunday having that big night out. Nice. I, I, I also, think it would it's be bank, oh, sorry. it's yeah. a bank holiday Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I've noticed like, you know, when you go out on the Sunday night, bef- uh, usually on a Sunday night, things are a bit quiet, but on a Sunday night before the bank holiday Monday, people go out and get hammered. So yeah. <laughs> it, should, it should be, hopefully it'll be a bit of a party atmosphere. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. And also we're, we're, we're playing with something different than we had last time, which is the expectation people people didn't know what to expect with with cantina last time but now they they're they're, they're ready to have fun because because they know what's coming um and i think people will be uh, you know just happy to happy to be there and we can fit in more people this time because the 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 venue is is much bigger so mm. more people oh, can nice. get in so that's going to affect the atmosphere a lot it should really yeah. affect it in, in a very positive way because there'll just be more of us there all pulling in the <laughs> same direction yeah yeah without a doubt and i mean the o2 indigo is a pretty sizable venue so in terms of just the i suppose the square footage of yeah previous cantina versus now it, it is a serious upgrade but one sort of question that i had before we we do talk about cantinas it was mark for you what was the beginning of the night like versus as things gradually started to build for Ash coming on? I mean, I remember when the show started and we, we were excited and then the act started coming out. And Martin, you've already mentioned when Blues played Ghostbusters, I, I went bananas because <laughs> myself and Kate have always been accused of crossing the streams, if you will. Yeah. Another fandom always makes it into our show in another shape form. But what was that like for you guys when gradually you could feel the atmosphere just increase and increase and the excitement was building it was almost minute by minute because the party just seemed to go through levels each time and then mm-hmm. when ash finally arrived i still remember mark's announcement people lost their apps people lost their damn mind let's be honest that's what happened <laughs> so mark what what was that like for you you know backstage getting ready to go to do your set were you guys excited were you nervous were you just going with the flow I think we were mostly just going in the flow, like as far as like our sort of interband sort of warm up and getting ready kind of thing. We approached it like pretty much like any you know, any show. Like we always like have our little routines or like secret little rituals that we do and stuff. But um, at the time, my my daughter was with me and she was only she's only eight then, so I was like looking after her and it was probably like quite. It was after her bedtime, you know. The whole show was basically after her bedtime, so I was kind of like minding her, and then probably more worried that I could try to find someone to look after her while we were on stage, and then, <laughs> and then, and then, because we had this little routine worked out with the lightsabers and stuff I mentioned before, um, and that she, because she actually fell asleep in the dressing room, and was like I was like, oh, she might not even be able to do it, <laughs> but um, someone got someone made sure she was awake and got her on the stage, which was good. I'll tell you what I always remember about yeah. Ash's team was when we were doing the sound check and stuff, the tour manager was sort of stood to the side stage and I I said, it's going to be bizarre tonight. You're going to see some really weird stuff. And he gave me a look as if to say, no, I think you'll find I've seen everything there is to see, you know, having <laughs> done tours and that. And then I happened to walk past him just as they were loading Admiral Akbar onto the stage with Darth Elvis. <laughs> and he looked at me and just gave me this look as if to say, okay, fair enough. There is stuff I haven't seen. <laughs> I've not seen this, yeah. yeah. But I think for for me and Martin being like in in the not backstage, um, like the thing 
and, and, and it's really interesting that you said that like that it went through levels because it did and that was mm. by design because yeah. obviously we had the, we had the Star Wars crawl going throughout the entire night with it with a kind of a narrative that runs through the whole thing just building up to and it was something about um Ash being kidnapped and uh we, we don't know if they're gonna make it make it to play at the end and, and blah blah blah. <laughs> but you know, you know it, it, we just had that like so we added and this you don't get this in, in concepts. We added the level of oh like are they gonna turn up? And like <laughs> I I was just telling these guys earlier, like it got to the point where as soon as you hear hear the orchestral sting, the dan and the crawl mm. starts, people would rush from wherever they are, from the yeah. toilets, from the bar, and go look at the screens. Okay, what's <laughs> happening next? What's happening next? Because it's that kind of night where anything could happen, and and uh, I think it did. Um, yeah. But for me, like, like I I I told the guys that like, I'm not going to drink a drop of alcohol, even though the we had all these amazing Star Wars cocktails. I said until Ash hit the stage, because that's the point when I know we, we've done it. When, when Ash hit the stage, I've seen them a million times before. Like we're safe. That's that's the safe zone. But up until that point, like anything could happen. Like the five hundred first could have like you know done done something crazy and then set the the venue on fire. Who knows? Don't be blaming uh, us. We didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like yeah. So but uh, yeah. As soon as we got to that point, then I was just like, oh man, this is this is this has gone well. I could actually enjoy the night, and I went straight to the bar, get get myself a Yoda, get myself a blue milk. Great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, it's funny you actually do say that, Jet, that anything could happen and likely it did. Mm-hmm. And here you guys have gone and if if you'll pardon the pun, you are raising the bar in an enormous <laughs> way. So Kate, I'm not sure whether you've seen mm-hmm. the indigo. I think we briefly walked past it when we went for something at celebration. So guys, could you tell people about why? Cantina 2, why now? I know Celebration is on your doorstep, but was it just that the stars aligned and that you felt that it had to be done? Yeah. There you go, Mark, showing his allegiance to the 501st. There you go. <laughs> I have a coin back. for you as well, Mark. Don't worry. <laughs> so I, th- I think for us... <laughs> my <'cause>... coin. Yes. <laughs> got a coin for you, Mark. Jed, you, you, can, you can go uh, whistle. Um I think I think for us we've because we've all say all gone on to do different things. That's not quite you know, we've got very different lifestyles and we we, we didn't talk about doing anything for quite a time. It was very much like Cantina was a sort of one and done thing at the, at the time. Then as you know, I was lucky enough to get involved with some of the, providing the entertainment for some of the bashes in Chicago and Anaheim, which kind of got me closer to carrying on doing stuff. Jed's become an international film writer, producer, director. <laughs> Mark's still a rock and roll god. So it's not easy for us all to sort of get together. But we we floated around doing some things around Anaheim and they didn't quite come off. It was quite tricky. I'd be surprised how close we got, which uh, in itself was good because that made us realise we could do it. Mm-hmm. And then when it was announced it was in London, then it was a no-brainer for us to... Well, I don't want to say do it again because the good thing is we got the blueprint of how to do it from last time, but now we can do it a lot better. So one of the first things we did was there was an honest conversations about it was a great evening and everything was fantastic, but really what do we wish we had done that we didn't do? Mm-hmm. That's where we started from with this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, now we, we're using the, the amazing uh, 2016 Cantina as the, the as the the Start bottom point. rung of the ladder, yeah. yeah, and we're aiming to get to the top of the ladder. So there are things that we're gonna attempt to do, and we'll either you know hit the stars or we'll we'll <laughs> we'll fail spectacularly. But we're we're aiming for some real visual delights, the kind the kind of stuff where you will not believe if you weren't there, you will not believe it. So yeah. Um, yeah. And it is, and it's going to be one of those things where, again, where it's likely going to going to kind of trend worldwide, hopefully again. And people will not unless they see the videos and and, and the photos that everyone's obviously going to be taking. They will not believe that the stuff is going to, is going to be happening because we are really, really, really going to, you know, use the skills that we've learned in in the succeeding years uh, to um, to to its best effect because obviously i'd be 
been doing stuff in films, working with a lot of set designers and and creature builders and things like that. So there's there's things that I can do now which I couldn't do in 2016, and and we all know a lot more people now as well, which is which is handy. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a, Mark, lot, a lot of things. I think it's fair to say you guys are, you know, having done the first one, you've got much more of an opinion. This is why you're part of the direct yeah. organizing team. You 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 really want to go for it on this one, don't you? Yeah, I think whenever we talk, whenever you you know we're talking about me sort of get more involved and stuff, like the the initial the thing which sort of like hooked me and reeled me in was like we got to make this the best Star Wars party that has ever happened ever and and what that could be and we just sat around and in you know on zoom and brainstormed like what would what what do you think would be the best what would happen in the greatest star wars party ever and so we would just we've got like this huge list of all of all this stuff that we're going to attempt to pull off and... some of them are legal as well some of them are actually legal. <laughs> yeah. uh... that's a disclaimer there just for that yeah. way. Just, we're just getting that on the record and and you know, there's a lot of times Martin will say, "No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that." <laughs> but um, you know, or you know, no IP, no IP, no but, IP. Um, yep, no IP. That's what's going to be on my T-shirt. No IP, yeah. no IP. But we're just like, <laughs> so how do we get around that? How can we sort of bend the rules so that we can get away with it? Um, yeah, I think we've got a lot. We've got some really good ideas that I'm excited to see happen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we can't re- we can't say exactly what, but I will echo what Jed said about him using his sort of like contacts and I guess influence within the sort of like the movie production mm-hmm. world and sphere now. So we'll be trying to sort of like pull strings there so that the overall production of Cantina is on a much higher level. And how much of a consideration was the venue, guys? Like we said, we are going from where Cantina was to the Indigo now, which, as we said, is an enormous step up in square footage. Am I right in thinking it's well more than double capacity? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, so, it, it has to be a fair few times that, at least. Uh-huh. So, so one of the things that's in common with uh, the first one is when we did it at the Brooklyn Bowl, uh, the guys at the Brooklyn Bowl were really, really good and accommodating they could see the vision of what we wanted to do and were very much kind of like how do we make this happen and they were really pleased with the results so we had a bit in our back pocket of we've done this before and it's a proven theory when we approached the indigo you can imagine it's not really the kind of venue you just pick up the phone so i'd like to book the indigo please um <laughs> we uh I, i've been for a tour and been in contact with the guys it's something they they get it and they're saying this is the kind of thing we want to do here. Um, this we we can see this as a real opportunity, and they're, they're really working closely with us to make this a huge event. Um, every email I get from the Indigo when it's someone new, because you can imagine it's a much bigger production team, starts with mm-hmm. just to let you know I'm a Star Wars fan and I'm really excited about this. Um, that kind of goes a long way as to what venue you use, because if you just book a venue, then it's a room isn't it and you're you're fighting against them we're, we're not in that place we're actively getting people saying how do we use this to the best advantage etc and in terms of let's say everything that was put on you know we mentioned that there was limited edition swag themed drinks and stuff like that is there much you guys can say about that is it going to be a similar yeah. blueprint or will there be some further surprises along the way uh, well, both. <laughs> yeah. Well, like what one of the things like I, I'm just a big fan of merch in in general. Like, um, and I think we really undersold <laughs> not we well, we we over we undersold the amount we could have because we um the the merch we had the t-shirt design was unbelievably like iconic. Like pe- people mm-hmm. love those t-shirts. They 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 love that design. So uh yeah, we sold out and we we didn't know it'd be so popular otherwise we would obviously have made more um so this time we are we were going in knowing that this was going to be popular uh let's give some some variants as well and i think um just personally from a selfish point of view i i want multiple different cantina shirts that i can wear for all time yeah. like just because if someone sees you with a cantina shirt they'll share that memory with like again and it's it's just one of those things like i guess like you know, um, like Live Aid or something. Like I was there, 
and <laughs> you'll you'll always have something to talk to if you see someone with a cantina shirt, especially at at celebration and celebrations in the future as well. If you see someone with a cantina shirt, like you know, they're, they're part of the cool gang. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of the things we've been talking about in you know in planning it all is like how many we got to like make spectacular instagrammable moments like like mm -hmm. photo ops for people that are there that they'll mm -hmm. that so whenever it start whenever people start posting their pictures from the night if you weren't there you'll be like oh my god what did i miss kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. so we've got like things planned specific things planned for that exact purpose of you know trending visuals and stuff you know and um, this time we've done something because the O2, oh, sorry, the Indigo at the O2 has this uh, opportunity where they have a thing called the King's Row, which um, is like the VIP area. Um, and we were actually able to sell tickets for that. So last time, if you remember, we had an area sectioned off that was for guests only. We can actually sell tickets for the King's Row. Um, we've advertised it so far as basically a, a pre premium seating. Um, it's a standing gig on the floor, but the seating's on the balcony. And that works well as well because there's quite a few people who like to have a sit down because <laughs> we had various ages come to the new cities <laughs> for everyone. Uh, but the King's Row, we've advertised it as premium seating and a, a cantina badge and a lanyard. Um, we haven't bottomed out everything in a get, but I can, you're going to get more than that because um, yeah. as you recall one of the things we like to do is under promise and over deliver so we're working out something range but you definitely get um, a premium access route so that in itself is quite cool it's like a red carpet entrance that only people in the VIP and guest lists can go through there's so dedicated we, VIP bar as well right there is a dedicated VIP bar it might just um, have the, their own unique uh, canteen of cocktails as well maybe um, that you can't get downstairs yeah. but but don't tell anyone downstairs. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I've I've heard. We, we you won't know, tell anyone outside of this room. You hear most times there's like a big event. There's always an after party and yeah. some, but things like that can't be talked about in advance. You know. Yeah. yeah. Just have to see what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's again the 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 main thing that we want to do with this is make it accessible to as many yeah. star wars fans as possible so mm -hmm. we've seen other events similar events out there that are charging ludicrous prices <laughs> like into the three figures that that's unacceptable <laughs> that to me i'm not paying that for anything mm. um so we have we our prices are extremely reasonable um especially based on what you get as well this isn't just a bunch of bands playing and even if it was this will be value for money you are getting an experience that you haven't seen for six years at least uh and this will be even better than that <laughs> shall we go um, around and right we haven't actually said the full lineup yet oh yeah, yeah. let's say the lineup well that's yeah so i mean uh, and is there anything on the poster that's not been revealed yet or is is this the uh the setup fully locked. I'm looking at the look on your faces here, so I'm trying to be careful not to reveal too much. There, look at the eyebrows. I go, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talk about the talent. I mean, we're talking about Dart Elvis, DJ yeah. Elliot. Who, if people aren't familiar, everyone, anyone who has been to Celebration will be familiar with Elliot's work at the panels before things sort of uh, get going. The wonderful Blues Harvest, everyone is familiar with. Uh, I think in terms of UK, for a lot of people who I have chatted to, a lot of people are really excited for Level Up Leroy. Yeah. showcasing his talents which is um which is fantastic i know a lot of people who will be fan of uh, elliot's work will be fans of leroy's as yeah. well but it's a nice balance there and then of course mark and the gang pulling together with um with ash so <laughs> do we have an any indication of how long each set is going to be or is it still sort of a, a work in progress regarding that they're full <laughs> sets yeah full sets yeah yeah and um I'm doing an hour of sea shanties as well, yeah. which is uh, uh, just just for the VIPs, really. No, no. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, they're going to be surprise guests throughout the night, like like the original cantina. Interesting people came up on stage to do interesting things. We are definitely keeping with that theme. Um, I mean, we can maybe say what Ash are going to definitely be joined by some guests. Uh, for certain um, songs, um, which we'll be... Mark, let Mark let Mark say because yeah it's... yeah so back I, if people some of you might remember around about like two thousand 
2004, 2005, we did the we did song clones, which was used on Republic Commando, like in the game or in the, I think it was in the credits or something like in the game. Yeah. But uh, it was the first time I think Lucasfilm had licensed out like music outside John Williams, you know, which was which was which was, I mean, we could it was kind of a dream for us, um, just being just having that association was 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 awesome, and the game turned out to be pretty good as well. So, so we. We had the song "Clones," which was um, used in the game, and it was a song which really has like a lot of guitar work in it. And so, I, whenever we were a four-piece, it was a song we we would play quite often. But whenever we went back to being a three-piece, it kind of got dropped. We have basically didn't play it for like almost ten years, or maybe even longer. So, we will be playing it at Cantina Two with as a four-piece with with a guest. I'm someone in. who's so, someone who's in Star Wars. So let's just leave it with that. Yep. That's where we have do to leave want... it. <laughs> do you want do you want us to edit that bit out or can we leave it in? No, no, you can say that. We can leave it in. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um one thing I think that, that actually we haven't touched on, and I think this is something myself and Kate spoke briefly about. Maybe Kate will have uh, her thoughts on it as well that she might share before you answer. But with this being the first celebration Europe since 2016. How much pressure is there in terms of putting this on a much bigger scale and actually, you know, bringing the guests in and trying to put on a show, raising the bar, uh, as you guys said, with it being sort of the 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 homecoming, the first appearance of celebrations of 2016, has there been much pressure on yourselves or have you taken it as you see it as a sign that you want to just push the boundaries and do a, he- a heck of a lot more than you did? Pressure makes diamonds. So that mm. that that so this is gonna be a diamond. we um I personally don't feel any pressure. I, I I I get excited by like this uh monolith that we have to like carry over the line. Um I, I get excited by that. Um if this was the first one we were doing, oh I'd be petrified. But because we've done, because we we've were petrified. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because we've done it before and we yeah. know we know the format works. It's just giving Star Wars fans what they want. That is literally it. Give them what they want. And it's uh, just gonna be a fun time. Ultimately, it's just yeah. gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be a, a, a metal party at the end of celebration. And if you're not there, you're gonna regret it. <laughs> Simple as. Yeah. I, I think the thing for me, Gary, which you'll appreciate having been to the other celebrations, is there are lots of events that go on they tend to be hooked to some sort of fandom. So, you know, the costumers bash, for example, which is brilliant. And I'm very proud to have been involved in it, but it stems from, you should be in a costumer group to start with. And then everyone's waiting for, if there's any tickets left afterwards and stuff. And Amber, um, who's amazing, you, you know, Amber, don't you in, the, in America? You know, she grew it to be this massive, massive thing, which is great, but it still starts from, you have to, know about the costuming groups really to get in there and i think the bit for me with cantina which we didn't expect is of course it's not affiliated to anything i.e it's affiliated to everything so it's it affiliated is to the fans that's absolutely it. so you could be going to celebration and go and go and just get your ticket like anyone else there will be people a lot of people i suspect at this gig who won't be at celebration because it's an advertised public gig and that to me is the sort of the special special source of cantina is it is completely inclusive there's no oh you know you have to get this you have to get that to get access to it um here's and martin here's one thing i just thought off right yeah celebration sold out like in a heartbeat right yeah so there's going to be a lot of people who are disappointed they couldn't get in there right yeah now what what you said earlier was cantina was the highlight of celebration 2016 for some some people some people yeah you can go to this. You can go to this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and you, it's a different thing. There's things that happen at celebr. You know, as you know, there's certain things that happen at celebration that you're only ever see at celebration. So, you know, someone went to Cantina. They might say it was the highlight of 2016. But then, if you're in the room when um, Krennic walks out in his outfit, you know, you're yeah. probably going to say 
maybe that was my highlight. <laughs> <laughs> different but, sense. You can watch that on it. YouTube. You, well, you can watch that whole that's true, yeah. yeah but, we we don't we haven't put Cantina out in full anywhere. Yeah. So you know, you had to be there. Absolutely. But I think it, it's one of those, as we keep saying, it's the moments. And I do want to say something about learning from last time. So mm-hmm. you'll notice that in the initial in the lineup we've put on there, DJ Elliot and Leroy get full crediting. Whereas last time we billed Elliot and Mark as the hosts and then Elliot yes. did some DJing. And I'm not I'm not sure people knew he was going to be DJing. And part of it is because I think we kind of it was quite informal then at that point in time. So we didn't really know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. One of the things we want to do better is it's going to be a non-stop party. So they are doing full sets. Now to see, as you've seen again in America, Elliot do a full set is not something you get to see very often anywhere. Nope. And he's going to be doing it here in London, ironically. There's going to be loads of people in America who are really annoyed mm-hmm. <laughs> he's doing this gig in London. But it is going to be like full on. They're full. Like I say, you don't get to see Elliot do his thing. You get to see him do his stage hosting thing and his warm-up thing. And there is music attached to that. But to see Elliot actually full on DJing in a proper environment where you're there to listen to the music and... Go Why have you his, got a Star Wars cocktail in your hand as well? Absolutely. You know, he's in his element and the fans are in their element. And you don't get to see that in many places at all. And he'll be there. Well, if I may add to that, it seems like you guys are in your element as well. Any talk of this is met with nothing but excitement. And it seems like you just just when we're maybe thinking this is it, you guys seem to have a, a glint in your eye that you've got something else up your sleeve or plenty of other uh, wheels in motion for it. So I think it's fair to say you guys are in your element as well, th- that you've you found a blueprint that works and you're rolling with it and constantly trying to improve it. Yeah. yeah. And like, again, like, I, c- I can't stress enough how I would say almost negligent where we're <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just in terms of we... For us, this is about. It isn't about obviously us making money off this because for sure this isn't. It's going to make us any money. But like, what this is going to do is give us the opportunity to like make the most fun thing. I I make films now. The the aim of the film is to entertain as many people as possible. For me, this is the same thing. We are we are putting our money towards something that is going to entertain so many people in a way they didn't even know it's it's a scratch they didn't know it, it's, a, it's a scratch before they even knew there was niche basically mm. we're giving people what they want before they know they want it and then they'll always want it and then we'll have to top it again if we do this again which i hope we do <laughs> yeah i think for me it's the same it's like none of us do this for a job um so that's probably an important thing to say to people that you know we do this because we enjoy it not because there's any motivation for us to do it financially or it's part of our careers uh you know me in particular i i have no business doing this other than i work well with these guys and i have a part to play in it but i would also say that the the bit that comes from it that that makes it the most satisfying for me was i was surprised when they announced london my messenger box blew up with people saying are you doing cantina again um I wasn't expecting, I was expecting the odd one or two per people to say it, but it was a proper, like, you must be doing it, you must be doing it, you must be doing it. And you kind of, any pressure that comes from making sure we don't disappoint, which we won't do. <laughs> any questions from you, Kate? Uh, do they have to be cantina related? <laughs> no, you can ask whatever you want. I'm just, yeah. I'm really fascinated by your backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Can you give us all an audio description of your backgrounds? Oh, I, I have uh, Stanley, That's and Creed, Stanley, yeah, and Creed from the office. And Creed, yeah. This is Love me it. just doing a talking head to the camera. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, Love I have it. I have a a moving zoom background of the uh, of a room in 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 the office in, in the conference room. I think. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, then Mark. And I've got yeah. so these are actually some canner like canner style like custom figures I made like in the last twenty four hours. So I've got um <laughs> nice Lambhead who's like in the in the middle who's like a base base body of like a Bespin look with like a little <laughs> sheep's head that I chopped off like uh, I ordered it off the internet. 
Um, That's awesome. Because I, all the old counter figures, you know, they, they, before they had their proper counter names, they were called like Hammerhead, Walrus Man, yeah. like, all those counter names. And it was kind of it's kind of a joke I had with like some other friends um, about a character <laughs> called Lambhead. It's like Lambhead. we 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 need Lambhead to be in Star Wars, so I actually made these figures up to sort of like just run and joke. I thought that was L- Lambdo Calrissian. Hey, like, Lambdo, it's like Lambdo Calrissian nice. and Lamb Solo on the on the right. On the <laughs> <left>. <laughs> That's amazing. And I've got my Black Series stuff. That side, yeah, he says. Got some Lego behind me, and then my pride and joy is I've got my stuff from when I visited the Halcyon, the Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh, nice! So I've got all the stuff there. Very good. Maybe. Of course, the most the most important yeah. bit behind us is the cantina poster. Yes, yeah, <laughs> which is beautiful, by the way, as well. It it really yeah, does very striking graphics. Yeah, very very much. And Kate, Mark made Kate that. with your background, you no doubt appreciate the, the work that's gone into it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, Kate, do you still have a BB-8 passion? Yes, droids Excellent. in general. I I still really like BB-8. And Baby Yoda, you can smell Baby Yoda in the background. It's interesting. We we have a friend who has a BB, a full working BB. Oh, nice. Maybe we'll have to get that. Yeah. Oh, is he the mystery guest that's going to be playing guitar? Oh no. BB eight. But we can we can just like add him to the list. We got we got lots of targets. That would be awesome. Yeah, we should get in touch with the droid builders and see if they can. Come to Cantina. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. So Kate, you came to yeah. Cantina in London last time. Because was that your like first time in London as well? Or um was it was actually my second time, but it had been a few years, yeah. And and so like say you you had the experience of it. Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd want to see that you didn't fresh. see there before? Oh boy. <laughs> Like, well, like I said, droid, like that would be really cool. Just like lots of full size droids just like wandering around. I always feel like that's like so Star Wars, just droid, like the droids. <laughs> or, I think, I think like, my mission is to get a gonk on stage. I want a gonk droid oh, on stage. Oh, that'd and be I, awesome. I, and I know someone who can probably do that. I haven't said this to Mark Jed yet. But... <laughs> okay. okay, I'm going to ask Maybe... you a question, Martin. Yeah. Could you always say no? You can't do that, right? Yeah. No, what if we, you know, you know, you know the way sometimes like at music festivals they have like big inflatables, like a like a like a like a like a dinghy, and then sometimes yeah. like the performers get in the dinghy and then ride out on the crowd. What about what about BB in a dinghy, <laughs> essentially crowd surfing? I see. I don't have a problem with that. I think the person who built BB eight might be a bit worried. <laughs> BB yeah, have no issue at all. BB eight or something. BB eight goes into the mosh pit and doesn't come back. You yeah. know, people would take him. How about a BB eight beach ball? <laughs> there you go, BB eight inflatable. That work. Yeah, and the thing is, you yeah. have to be careful because if somebody had two, one too many jars and BB eight does this, it could be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> With all that alcohol everywhere, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but, but you can see what it's like when yeah. we have these conversations. This is what it's like every time <laughs> we plan, in in a really positive yeah. way. It's it's uh, yeah, what we do that. So fun. right, so we got it from Kate. We need more droids. Well, you know, more droids. There you are go. We thinking, are we thinking droid butlers or you know handing out the cocktails or? That's what I was gonna say. Like um... you know, like R two D 2s Return of the Jedi on Jabba's barge. You know when he's serving all the drinks. Yeah. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Could be wearing yes. the multiple cantina t-shirts that Jed is looking for. Just <laughs> as advertising. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's a good shot, actually. Yeah. See, see, is there going to be t-shirt blasters <laughs> instead of t-shirt cannons? <laughs> that um, is a good idea. Go. That is a good idea. <laughs> but no, we want we. Uh, I, I think we we will do like some some kind of giveaways and, and stuff during during the night. I'm sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have lots of like say moments. That's the idea of it. And we we know we can do more than we did last time. Yeah. Shall I tell you what Jed's dream is? Oh, go on, yes. Yeah. So from the very time we mentioned it, he's gonna look at me and say, What was it? But Mark will know what it is. He's always wanted to do one with snow. That is true. <laughs> I wanted I wanted I wanted snow last time. I it was it wasn't cost effective. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't safe. Yeah. <laughs> but like, a little hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
But yeah. I, I just think, okay, if we're trying to create something magical, what's more magical than snow? So, um, yeah, let's let's see. I'm pretty sure, right, if you say, would we ever do okay. it again? I always say, like, no, no, we do this and it's one and done. I think the only time I would definitely say, no, I think we're done now is if we have a cantina that does snow. Because then I know Jed, Jed will just go, I have everything I need now. Yeah, yeah it's done. It's done now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we could maybe have a hot like a hot moment, maybe. Um, I mean, I, I should have done snow machines before, so um, yeah. I still want to say some of the things we got planned. I can't. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I know. One, one thing I think we can say, guys, and this is maybe something that we'll we'll finish up on. Like this has been amazing, and hopefully, as we come closer to Cantina, more stuff can be revealed. But mm. I think you're speaking about the the magic of this that it is by Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans. It is like minded people coming together from all around the world for a. Uh, for what for what for what is for some people, let's be honest, it is potentially a once in a lifetime event mm. that they come mm -hmm. over and do their their big holiday or their vacation for whatever it may be. And yeah. the one thing I was sort of thinking of, and I, th I think it's important to mention, is that we are recently out of a pandemic where the con scene has been on hold, and for a lot of people, that was an enormous part of their lives was that social interacting in having the opportunity to meet with friends that they maybe would only talk to online and get to see maybe a, a couple of times a year. So with something like this, I really and truly don't think you guys realize just how much of a difference this can potentially make for some people. Oh. And I genuinely mean that. And, and I'm saying that as somebody who has been to a heck of a lot of cons and, you know, myself and Kate saying the same thing, when we go to conventions and we see the media reporting and stuff like that, I know it was the case in Ireland that once things started opening back up, the first thing jumped to people's mind was, oh my God, I get to see my friends again, or I get to go out with, with my group again so for you guys I, I again I, I don't think it can be understood I really and truly don't think you guys realize the difference that this will make for some people in giving them something that they have to look forward to after what has been a pretty stop start however however many years COVID is going on I know we're not rid yeah. of it but at least we've returned to some form of normality so I hope you guys really do take it in just how much putting stuff on like this means to people and just how much we we do appreciate the hard work and dedication that you guys do um put into it but before we go is there anything you guys would like to say of what your build up to what the build up is going to be like for yourselves for cantina and when can we sort of expect more news to start dropping <laughs> i don't know if jed and mark are looking at me <laughs> yeah go, go on martin I'm, I'm trying to be very careful about what we say yeah. So so there'll be a steady steady rhythm of us talking about what to expect. Um as things get locked in, um then we'll obviously confirm, but the idea is to keep a regular update to say, "Oh look, this has happened. Oh look, this has happened." So, um yeah, I would say follow our socials. Um and we'll obviously share everything with you guys. Um but you you can expect to see a few announcements and then there'll be things we don't announce that just happen on the night mm -hmm. which you've kind of got to be there otherwise you're gonna miss what you didn't know gonna, was gonna happen i don't say there's one thing which we we can't say right and, and we're not even gonna know until possibly the day yeah if it's gonna happen yes but, yeah. yeah but it would be on another level yeah, exactly. And that's why the, all, all I want to say is if you're listening to this right now and you haven't bought your ticket to Cantina, you do not want to be one of those people who are the day after the event it, it, seeing all this madness online about what happened. And you could have just said you like you went there. So you, you should be the friend that tells your other friends like we this is where we're going. This is going to be like the blowout uh, for, for a celebration. This is where everyone's going. So. And don't forget, there's going to be at Celebration, there's a lot of high-profile names there. And, you know, they're going to want to do something on a Sunday night. So um, my advice would be to get your ticket early um, before you can't mm. get them anymore. And, uh, yeah, tell your friends and spread the word. We also know, like, because we've, you know, done worked with Lucasfilm on certain things in the past, there's, like, friends and people who are there who are all, coming to hang out and just uh, mm. be part of, be part of it and it'll be interesting to see who they're able to bring with them mm -hmm. mm. interesting 
Well, it's like you go so because we're talking in code, but that to me was one of the really <laughs> successful things about the first time because you guys got into the VIP area. Mm-hmm. That VIP area had quite a few unexpected guests in there, didn't it? It certainly did, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just having a good night out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pe- people FOMO the... is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. So, you know, why wouldn't we do that again? And it's not it's not too difficult for us to reach out to certain people and say, hey, do you want a, do you want a good night out? Yeah, there's no pressure. There's no hassle. You're not there signing. You're not there working. It's just a good night out. But of course, one of the benefits is if you come along and you suddenly, it's like going to any gig, if you see someone famous, you're kind of like, oh, so-and-so was stood next to me at this gig. And then, of course, if you're into Star Wars and you're at a Star Wars gig and that famous person happens to be very heavily related to Star Wars, it's an additional thrill, isn't it? It's like some of the photos I saw from the last gig were just mad of people who they bumped into and getting Ubers yeah. back with that was the best thing i thought oh, everyone, everyone was sharing ubers and, i love that yeah <laughs> and i'm being honest there were a lot of crazy photos taken on the night that i think either me kate and jamie took mm. yeah. like i remember like even got when i go back through the phone now i'm going when in the name of, who 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 are you and why am i taking a photo for some person but that's that's yeah. the way it went on the night it was just you never know who would turn up or or what would happen um, absolutely Guys, this has been a, an absolute pleasure. And as I said on our social media when we were recording, you know, it's always amazing when we get to interview people from a galaxy far, far away. But it's even better when <laughs> we get to interview people we call friends. And I would love to say that this was an interview that featured a wretched hive of skull and vil- scum and villainy. <laughs> but, uh, but unfortunately, it was an interview with some of the nicest people that we've ever had the pleasure Aww. of meeting in this fandom. Oh, bless you. We literally can't wait to see what happens with Cantina. But we should mention that the link to buy tickets is live right now. And it is all across our social media. You can find it on the Cantina pages. We have mm-hmm. the link up on our own social media as well. And I'm sure you'll see it in a load of other places. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, please go ahead and purchase your tickets. Yeah. Because there's no doubt in our mind the hashtag Cantina will be trending worldwide again. Yeah, yeah. just look up the Indigo at the O2 or AXS and search for Cantina. You'll be able to get the tickets. Mm-hmm. So guys, Martin, Jed, Mark, Kate. Uh, thank you so much for popping along to have this little chat with us. And we'll just say uh, until Cantina, guys, uh, may the force be with you all. <laughs> and you. Awesome. Nice See you. With you guys. All right. So that was our Cantina 2 chat. Hope you all liked it. That was so fun. Those guys are the nicest guys and ever. And what a service they're putting on for the, the folks attending Celebration, may I add, Kate, because what they are doing is no easy feat to pull off. Yeah, there are so many cogs in motion, and yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so hats off to them. Huge hats off to them for what they're doing, and you know, I have no doubt that the Cantina announcements will still be coming thick and fast, because as we know with the guys, there should be plenty more surprises along the way. Oh yeah, I'm sure. For sure. All right. Anyone? Anything else we want to add for our outro? Well, this has been this was an amazing interview, Kate. But we should also mention that it's been a pretty crazy few weeks in terms of guest announcements for us, for which we do have some incredible sure. guests lined up. So for those who are in the know, we obviously released our lost Kevin Kiner episode, which was just an incredible to get to sit mm-hmm. down and talk to Kevin. But also we have some phenomenal guests who will be upcoming. We will have an interview with uh, Lucasfilm concept artist Matthew Savage coming up very, very soon. We are also lucky enough yes. to be sitting down with another Clone Wars slash Bad Batch composer in Nolan Markey, who is going to sit down and have a chat with us about all things music and Star Wars and everything in between. And also we have a Duel episode coming up, which we're very, very excited for, where we will have... Duel of the Fates. Ooh. (laughs) Very nice. 
I you do. Like that? I, 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 I'm oh, liking yeah. that very, very much. <laughs> but yeah, we have a very special episode coming up. And usually a special episode requires a special guest. However, in this instance, we are going to have two very, very special guests. So we're over the moon to say that we're going to be joined by none other than one of the OG Kate. Kim Simmons, the Hasbro and yeah. Kenner photographer from 1981 to 2000. So it's it's going to be such a crazy chat. So for any of our real old school listeners and collectors, if ever you had a favorite retro Star Wars toy or retro packaging, the chances are it was one of Kim's photos that will have been on the list that will have been on the packaging it was his yeah. work which, which is incredible to think but then we are lucky enough Kate to be having one of Ireland's best join us as well in Ken Coleman and Ken yeah. has had such a wide ranging career and he does so much you know combining his love of photography with his fine art training and background and some of the projects he has worked on are were absolutely incredible for for those who would be familiar with He-Man and Masters of the Universe, Ken actually did the cover art for the creator of He-Man and Skeletor's autobiography. So we'll be having a, a chat about that wow. as well. So that's going to be a, a really, really exciting episode. So we have lots of content coming up uh, yeah. that people can stay tuned. And for. there's even more. There's also a few more lost episodes coming down the pike as well there is indeed and there is another upcoming episode which we can't announce just yet but it will be another <laughs> it will be though. another twosome and the only clue we can give is we had kevin Kiner. we will have nolan marky <laughs> that's too easy of a clue well I, all i was going to say was that we'll be finishing <laughs> off with a third in the series of our composer episodes Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, but lots to look forward to, and it's going to be a really busy time for us, Kate, yeah. in the build up to Boom to Eve and a Star Wars celebration. Oh, yeah. For sure. 100%. So keep on listening to Blaba, folks. And keep your eyes peeled on social media for any more prize updates of that we will be putting out for our appearance at Oh, I know, yeah. Boom to Eve. But also keep your eyes peeled. Like Yeah, for... go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, there's so many prizes announced already. You probably have a pretty good chance of winning something if you show up at the panel. Oh, yeah. And we most certainly aren't done with the, the prizes that we'll be giving away. That's for certain. But also, we should probably say, Kate, for people to keep mm -hmm. their eyes peeled on social media for celebration news, because with coming into February now, the news regarding Ooh. guests and panels and things of that nature should start coming at us pretty quickly. Ooh la la. Beautiful. On that note, I guess we will say goodbye for now. And onward towards celebration. <laughs>